0: How do we get our teenagers to be more confident in messing up, in trying things that they're not necessarily good at, but that they might be able to learn if they put some more effort into it? The answer might lie in trying some new things ourselves and modeling to our teenagers that it's okay to do stuff you're not really good at. That's the topic of an upcoming episode featuring Tom Vanderbilt, author of the book, Beginners, The Joy and Transformative Power of Lifelong Learning. Here's a clip from that episode
1: another thing we might forget is just how much time it took us to get to that point of learning so then i wanted to project this forward into an adult learner trying to take a class in let's say skiing or something and you know you go to the lesson you fall 30 times you barely make it down to the bottom of the bunny hill like that is not a reason to think you're not going to be a good skier could be a good skier a reason to give up it's just classic uh, beginner behavior that a lot of us have have forgotten about yeah so i thought you know infants were just that fascinating learning process that is and then you know one other thing that emerged that i thought was really interesting is they, they would have infants do these experiments like when they were learning to crawl and they would give them certain obstacles like a ramp and the infants would figure out they would like figure out the ramp and then they would get, have a fall off and they would figure out whether they thought that fall off was too risky. And there, there was always a person standing by, so they weren't putting infants at risk here, I should say. Knowledge has been d- divided into two broad categories. Uh, declarative knowledge, that's basically you know, knowing about something. And then there's procedural knowledge, which is knowing how to do something. You just have to leave that kind of declarative side, that analytical side of your brain out of it, because it will interfere. I mean, the classic example is something like walking which i mentioned before we're all masters at walking but when people have suffered something like a stroke and their walking is impaired they then have to essentially relearn how to walk and what people do is sort of think about how to walk and then they you see them taking these odd you know shuffling steps because that you're too self-conscious of it and that sort of self-conscious energy is literally getting in the way of you know, your, the connection of your brain to your nerves and telling your muscles, you know, what to do. And it's kind of a two-way process. And hip, 30
0: degrees, extend <laughs> knee, flex ankle. Oh, no, flex knee. No, sh- oh, sh- That's a great description, by the way. <laughs>
1: I'm all for competition and, you know, finding the best talent. I'm admittedly not one of those parents that goes to a soccer game and is told there's not going to be a score kept. As a soccer player myself, I would not be happy with that. But even if you do have this, the you know, a choir of, let's say, quote unquote, the best, it doesn't mean that you can't have other choirs that are not necessarily intended for, for kids who are even thinking of pursuing a career in that field. You know, other sorts of just more, we, we've lost a lot of that recreational, just doing it for fun aspect. And this is something my daughter even reports to me now. I mean, there's certain things she really likes to do, and there's other things she likes to do somewhat, but since I'm mentioning soccer, you know, she did a year with the soccer team, but she hadn't played that much when she was younger. And she found that the kids, and this is, uh, you know, in the middle school, she was playing with, were already so good and it was treated so seriously that she didn't have fun doing the year. And she wasn't terrible. I think she could have grown into it, but she just wasn't finding it fun. And we looked around and there, there just wasn't even another option for a more kind of, let's say, chill, uh, soccer experience. It was, all, it's all these academies and, you know, and training, you know, during the summer and, and, you know, I'm not ch- quite sure for what, because the, you know, uh, professional soccer, that you know, th- this is a thing I'm always amazed by, you know, the chances of that ever becoming your career are so vanishingly small, especially in the United States, obviously, but, uh, the amount of, uh, attention and focus we put on trying to develop the absolute best soccer players at the expense of some other, Qualities and characters we might want to build, I think, is you know a little uh, disappointing. And again, it's not to say I don't like competition and all that.
0: This episode is coming soon to Talking to Teens. If you want to get the whole thing right now, sign up for a membership. Our members get exclusive access to the full-length, extended editions of all of our podcast episodes and unreleased episodes weeks before they become available to the public take advantage of our 14-day free trial sign up for a membership today